Hello and welcome to Talking Dad UK, a podcast where we discuss all things dad. Follow and support the podcast on social media at Talking Dad UK One. All links will be in the show notes and descriptions. Hope you enjoy this episode and thanks for listening. Okay, Jason, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing very well, thank you, and thank you for having me on. Not a problem. We've um, been sort of passing over Instagram for a little while, liking each other's posts, and I've been keeping an eye on your beard care products, but uh, I thought it'd be interesting to invite you onto the podcast to have a little chat about dad life and your family life and a little bit later on about beard care. Yeah, that sounds good to me. It's um, they're all important things. Well, the more important things are dad life and family life. But um, but yeah, no, I agree. It's just, looking forward to it. Do you want to start us off by talking a little bit about yourself and and dad life and family life and how that all works for you? Yeah, of course. Um, you know, I, I own a couple of small businesses, so it's a bit of a hard balance at times. Um, but the family life is very important to me. Um, you can see, for example, I'm quite heavily tattooed, but like literally all of my tattoos either of my children or of my wife or wedding rings or wedding venues it's all, it's all very family yeah. themed um so you know and I do that because my family are probably my biggest drive to everything that I do and achieve to do um but yeah so my family are my biggest thing I'm, I'm into hobbies as well and I'm, I'm I try to be big with positivity as best I can we all know it's difficult times um you know, but yeah, so, so like I say, my family are main thing, hobbies and interests with me. Excuse me, flies come in. Um, yeah, again, I don't really have a lot of time. My hobbies are quite simple. Um, I like a whiskey every now and again. I love my cigars. Um, but yeah, it's kind of it. I'm kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of simple life for me, really. It's, it's because, because beer manager is so new, I just work so much. Yeah. You know. So you're running a couple of different things at the moment, not just the uh, beard manners. No, exactly. Um, um, I've, my first business is a removals company, and that's about 10 years old now. Okay. That's, that's been going for a while. Sorry, guys, I keep going. There's, a, there's actually a wasp has come in my office, so I've just been getting it out. <laughs> <laughs> you, you couldn't tell me, right, it's gone now. Yeah, so I've got a removals business, which has been going for about 10 years. That's actually named after my two children. Okay. Um, and yeah, and then Beard Manager has been going for about a year and a half now. Yeah, and that's the way we connected through Beard Manners on uh, Instagram. Yeah, but are you are you are you comfortable talking about children and who's in the family and uh, their ages and bits and bobs like that? Yeah, of course. So my my eldest is Mia. We have well, she doesn't live with us. She lives with her mums. We have her every other weekend. We used to have joint custody, but as she's got older, she's she's fourteen now. Fourteen okay. going on fourteen going on eighteen. But, that's an interesting um, age, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> But as she's got older, so she now stays at her mum's because we all thought that it would be best for her to have a bit more stability. So she now comes here every other weekend. Um, so, so she's my firstborn. We've got Landy, who's my middle child. Um, she, she's she's cute. So she likes getting involved with all the work stuff. And we've recently had a little one who's just coming up to about nine months now. And that's Storm. OK, so a good mix of ages. Yeah, and they're all girls. All girls. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Very outnumbered. Yeah. Is that a challenge? Yeah, I mean, um I like it personally. Um it's like it's like having the girls. It's gonna sound very stereotypical now, but it's and this is probably quite fitting for this chat, actually. Being a dad, I always 
I always wondered if I'd not be quite as huggy in whatever as with a boy as I think I'm sure a lot of dads think that I know deep down the minute I had my first child I would have been a completely same completely same with a boy with a boy as I am a girl sorry but um yeah no I like having girls it is a challenge but I don't know it really brings out a soft version of me and I wouldn't have it any other way personally whatever okay. if we had any more whatever we had I'd always be happy with but I do I do like I, I, I love my girls do you think you can kind of get used to having when when you've got all girls or all boys? Do you think you can get used to just having the boys or the girls, and you wouldn't really know? Would it throw you off a bit if you had any of the others? Um, I think it probably would, you know, because you're so used to what you've got. They're all very different personalities, but looking after them and things like that, it's um, I'd imagine it probably would throw you off a little bit. Again, it'd be interesting not to hear from people that have got both um, yeah. boys and girls. But that's the thing, because I have just got the one. I really, <laughs> the hard one for me to answer that, really. I I don't, I think it would be okay. I think it would be okay. Um, but maybe that's something that I like about it is because I've got all girls. It's it's just been the same process all the way through. Uh, again, other than they are very different personality-wise, all of them. Yeah, yeah. They're an expert on girls now. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> My wife would probably disagree. But... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I've, I've got two boys and they're, they're, still quite young but my wife keeps talking about the third and, and wanting to try for a girl and I'm, I'm not sure that's a conversation for another another podcast episode <laughs> I think but um yeah I've, I've, I've got used to boys I kind of know how to work and handle with boys I, I don't know why I would I suppose you would like you say you'd just get used to it and you would just adapt but um at the moment, with I mean, I've got a six-year-old and, I, and I've got um, an eighteen-month-old, so oh, wow. quite full on. They're quite energetic. I thought at the beginning of the process when I had my first, I thought that'd be great. But when you do your gender reveal and that, and you find out you're gonna have a boy, oh, that's that's easy. I'll just take him the field every day and we'll play football. I'll tire him out, and that's it. Job done. He's got far more energy than I have, and uh, the next one is looking like he's going to be just the same he's full of it as well so i think i've got my work cut out and uh, i've got to stay on my toes a bit <laughs> yeah it sounds like it. i have i must admit i've heard that from other people I, i've heard that boys are a bit more physically demanding bless them <laughs> got a lot more energy the girls they have their moments but they're generally quite chilled yeah that's good i'd like a bit of chill time that'd be nice yeah i never get it when i want it <laughs> <laughs> You know, you know, if you want the chill time, I'm surprised that people aren't coming in and out now, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I've had that a few times where we've had a few knocks on the door or people just bursting in and mid conversation and we're sat here trying to record. So don't worry about that. <laughs> good, good. So with the summer holidays approaching and being quite busy with work and things, how do you usually navigate that period of time? Well, um, <clears throat> last year, the newer business was was very new it's months old so you know the older business i've been lucky enough that i've got the quality staff that can kind of run things i'm always around in the background but um you know to a certain degree i could almost work from anywhere i often work a lot of hours but i'm not dictated to where i have to be so much so last summer was fine this summer's an interesting one i'm i'm this is going to be a bit of a teaser this one um i'm actually going to check my phone so i might have heard something about it now but um yeah, I've got something potentially quite big happening this summer. Okay. It's not set in stone yet, but um, I'm due to find out for sure any day now. And if it is going ahead, it will be happening within the next couple of weeks. Um, or literally from the first 
week, the second weekend in August, sorry. And if it does happen, that's my summer spoken for. So, it's a, okay. so I don't know. Just again, sorry, I know it's really vague. That I was kind of hoping for <laughs> a bit of an answer from it. Um, but we'll see. It's work related, and it could be big news. It's for beard manners. Um, but we'll see what happens with that. But yeah, until I hear from that, yeah, the balancing with it, we just do what we can really. Um, with work, I always try my hardest to squeeze everything into a month from a Monday to Friday. And, you know, I've probably not been the best in the past with weekends because I'm probably absolutely exhausted and whatnot. But yeah, some, are, some in particular, um, we want to do a lot for the girls. It's hard to plan because my eldest sort of comes and goes a little bit now. I know we've got her alternate weeks during the holidays. Plus, as you know yourself with having a baby, it's almost quite hard to plan things in advance, really. Um, but yeah, I'd like to think we are going to do things this summer. It looks like we're going to have a nice one for a change, so... Well, we've been lucky so far, haven't we, I think? Yeah, we have. We have. But, what about yourself? Have you guys got plans? Um, nothing planned in particular. I mean, we haven't got any holidays planned at the moment. We went away in June, so just before summer, really. And um, we, were talk- we were talking, actually, um, on a previous episode about the summer holidays and how we sort of work our way through it. And... This one is an odd one because for quite a, a number of years, we've we've sort of, we're not really, my wife's been off for, for quite a, a, a large portion of it. Either my eldest was at nursery, so then she would have time off with him or he could go in with her when she was working so I could carry on working during summer. We didn't really have summer holidays as such then because he wasn't at school. And then we had lockdown and COVID and then my wife was off on maternity leave. So we've not had a full summer where we've had to navigate summer holidays as such. But this one is the first one. But to use up some of my holidays from work just so I could have a couple of days off at the beginning of the week. And then my wife's off at the end of the week because she doesn't work them days. So we've had to split it a bit and it's going to be a bit odd trying to work that in. Well, that's the thing with parents. You've, you've, I think you've hit the nail on the head there because you've also reminded me as well, actually. Um Funny enough, yeah, my, my wife actually goes back to work during the holidays as well. Oh, wow. on maternity. So, um, but no, you're right. It is a juggle. It is a, it is a big juggle with parenting. And often we are passing ships, so to speak. And, you know, juggling kids, particularly in holidays, we've all got to work, particularly now more than ever. Everything's inflation's up, gas is up, electric's up. It's a tough time. Um, you know, so, yeah, that is, you, you've, you've brought up something quite valuable there, I think. It is it is an interesting time and it is can be quite tough for a lot of people, I suppose, with you know, many we're all in different circumstances, but many of us will just be looking at this next sort of six weeks of summer and seeing how we're gonna get through that. Yeah. We're, and not actually having the energy or being able to look past and beyond into winter when a lot of the more prob- problematic stuff's gonna happen, like bills going up again and uh you know, switching on the central heating and all that kind of stuff is going to be quite troublesome, I would imagine, for a lot of families. So, yeah, I think you're right. I think that's something that we a lot of us do with mental health, isn't it? Is you know, you try, trying to shut off and think about the now and worry about what might happen when it happens. Um, but in this situation, we're not to know, are we? Really, um, like you say, it's very strange and difficult times with everything that's going on. Yeah, yeah. I, thought, I suppose. Um... Having a load of kids at home for the school holidays and having to uh, manage all of that will be a bit of preparation for what's to come in the autumn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's going to be work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, just keep working and keep going. 
<laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Lots of coffee, lots of whiskey, and um, get through it. Yeah, that sounds good. That's uh, you don't need much more than that. I think you could survive on that pretty much. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, like you say, you, you, your wife's on maternity leave at the moment, then? Yeah, she is. Is literally she's literally got a week left. I think I think this is her last week now. Oh, um, just in time for summer. Yeah, it is. I, I believe she's taken the afternoons off next week to have a bit of an ease into things and go from there. But again, it's awkward. It's a shame I can't sort of say too much, but depending on what happens with me, it's we're, I think we're both geared up that this might be a very tiresome summer. Okay. Um, but something we're, we're looking forward to. It. It's a good thing that could be happening. You know, it's going to be a challenge. I think, it's, I think it's something that could be good for the family and everyone as well. I'll tell you what, yeah, I'll tell you in confidence, and if it happens, you can announce it. So um, we've applied for our first little outlet. Okay. Um, it's in Felixstowe, which is literally a 10-minute drive from our house. Right. Um, I don't know if you know Felixstowe. It's a seaside resort. Mm. Um, and it's it's a thing called Beach Street. It's been going for about two years. They've got some really cool places down there. They've got hobsters down there, lots of food places, coffee places. They have bands or DJs every single Saturday right up until November. In the summer, they've got shows most evenings um, and most days as well. They have big markets there. Um, they do big Christmas markets, stuff in autumn, stuff in spring. It's, it's a real happening because in our area, Ipswich is quite good with the communal thing. Okay. And I think there's a bit of a general consensus that town's not quite where it once used to be. Um, I'm sure a lot of people in town would say their shops are doing fine, but I think as, as a social thing, it doesn't seem to be quite what it once was, maybe because of COVID, but we popped down to Beach Street earlier this week just to have a look um, on Saturday, and it was absolutely heaving. It was brilliant. The right. atmosphere was great. There was music on. There's great food. One of the kids is eating tacos. My wife is going on a food stall. I'm trying out a nice fresh ale and you know there's just music going on it's a really cool little thing so hopefully we're going to have a beard manager set up there that'll be good um and we'll see how that goes so yeah quite exciting times sounds like you might get a lot of passing trade and it might be in the right spot as well well yeah exactly i know they want something like that they want something along those lines something particularly male i think because there's a lot i think it's the, the trade there kind of leads slightly more female right now, whereas the entertainment balances it out. But yeah, we, when we went there the other day, um, I did go there a bit dubious because I have got a couple of businesses. So I do look into things first. And, you know, I always said to my wife, I'd imagined that being where it was, it might be predominantly women and children because it's a day out type of thing. We all know yeah. that dads don't tend to do that quite as often. Um, but yeah, I reckon there's more bearded men down there than children or women. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> and um, the guy who served me my ale commented on my beard and it came up and he said straight away, I'm interested. So that's good. Yeah. Oh, good start. But again, we'll see with these things. There's no guarantees with these things, but it's something I'm excited about. I do like a challenge. Um, I, I like to live by the sort of motto that life begins on the edge of your comfort zone. Um, and that's when I'm at my best. When I'm at my best when I'm just doing stuff like, like now, they're not knowing if I knew one way or another, that's fine. They're not knowing eats at me <laughs> okay yeah yeah i just want to get my teeth in and go so will that be like a will it just be like a retail place or will it be a base for you to put the, the whole of beard manners in there and work from there and yeah so because it's, it's more of an outlet than a store so it's a, it's it's not huge but it's big enough that i could certainly stock most of what i've got um okay. 
I'd probably be inclined to have smaller amounts of clothing and concentrate mainly on the product itself. But it, there's enough space there that we can make stuff up and, you know, we've already planned to get some cooling system in there so that we can keep, particularly in this sort of weather, to keep the butters and balms in there and might have little slots where people can come in and watch us making stuff if they want to. Um, oh, yeah, that would be good. You know, so I've got lots of plans. For it. I've got, like, testing stations. I've got lots of ideas. Going to, I've got notes in my phone. I use the notes quite a lot, so I've got notes of ideas and things. Yeah, yeah. You know, I've got, so I like the idea of people being able to come in and have a coffee and have a chat, you know, as much as anything else, and being social. Because I think the thing is, with my with the two jobs I've got, working from home is great. And I found that I've now to manage my time quite well because I was doing it way before COVID. But it's arguably quite lazy. Uh, quite not quite lazy, sorry, quite um lonely. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to this. I've done I've done retail years ago and I couldn't stand it. So <laughs> this feels a little bit like I'm going back to that, but because I'm doing it for myself and something that I love and I'm very passionate about beard manners, um, you know, I'm really looking forward to getting my teeth into that. Sounds exciting and hopefully it comes off for you and uh, you will have been able to announce it before this episode comes out so I can leave it all in for you. Yeah, thank you. As soon as I do, I'm pretty certain it is. I mean, in all honesty, they seem keen. I've met them. I'd like I'd like to work with them. Um, the guys who own it are fantastic. Their ideas, and I'm sure they'll see this if it comes out. I'm not just saying this, I mean this. Um, they're a big pull to me after meeting the brothers that do it. Um, their, their, their vision going forward, I think, is fantastic. And I can see how hard they work on media and everything else. Um, so that's a big pull to me. I think they like how I come across. I think I fit what they kind of want, where they've got a space right now. Um, so, yeah, like I said, I know in the emails they've, they, they've said, yeah, we're happy of everything. They've both said they're happy of what I've proposed. Um, and then it's just now, like I said, the last email was me not so long ago just saying, when do you need deposits and whatnot and when do I sign? So it's just kind of sorting that out. I'm talking to the person who currently has the shop as well. Um, so I know when she's going to be out. And yeah, so I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm pretty certain it will go ahead. But again, just I wouldn't announce it just yet. Would you consider yourself employed? You've got you run your own businesses. Would you consider yourself like self-employed, like freelance and, and you, you create your own diary and run by that? And obviously you've got work to do and you have to keep yeah. your customers happy, but... No, you are right. That is what it is. I, I kind of I refer to myself as both in a way. In a way, I feel employed because it is just it's just what I do, and I spend so much time on it. But you are right in like a comment my wife will often make to me is you know she doesn't mean, she doesn't mean I'm lucky because she she knows I work a lot of hours. But I am lucky in that if you wanted to have done this at ten o'clock in the morning, for example, I could have done that and then worked around it. And I haven't yeah. got to ask permission. I haven't got to do things. You know, I, I stay ahead. I I keep stocked up on things. I'm quite um. I'm quite anal with how I do things. So, you know, I like to keep everything in order. And then from there, like I say, I can kind of do what I need to. The removals, I'm probably a bit more dictated to in a way than beard manners at this moment in time. But that is my biggest concern with this shop is it's too soon for me to be able to staff it. And the company, in complete honesty, isn't ready enough to staff a shop. Um, you know, it's been running from home, from an office. I've got everything kept cool. We've got two rooms where we operate from, so it's very hygienic. We, you know, we keep it. The beer manager's totally separate from anything in the house or the garage or whatever. But um, but yeah, I think going into a shop sort of six to seven days a week is going to potentially be a shock to the system. Okay. Um, I think the sum will be a tell as to whether we can get someone in to at least do weekends. I'd always want to be there because I'm the face of the company, obviously. Um, 
but yeah, we'll, we'll see. At the moment, I'm just getting that's why I couldn't answer out the summer. You see, there's a chance I might be literally working seven days a week. Um, yeah, getting things set up, decorating. It'll be a slow introduction. I don't like to, I don't like to rush stuff. Um, would want, to, but at the same time, we wouldn't want to miss much of the summer holidays because where it is, that'd be a, it'd be a shame to miss that. Okay. But yeah, so, so to answer the question, I kind of do feel, I, I would argue I'm more self-employed right now. But I think with what I'm doing going forward, it will be a lot of changes, going limited, going employed. Lots of boring business stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, my um, my dad's been, was self-employed for, for as long as I could remember, really. Uh, from when I was young and when I first left school, I went and worked with him in property maintenance and... I always thought that's what I would do and where I'd end up and I'd kind of be self-employed and just live life that way. Yeah. Didn't quite work out that way. And and now I am an employee. And to be honest, I'm looking for the first way out. You know what I mean? I'm, <laughs> I, I have these ideas, even just driving around this afternoon thinking, I wish I was doing something else and I wish I could do it for myself and I could dictate to myself when I wanted to, work and what hours i would do and all that kind of stuff and um i mean my work are very understanding and if if i need to shoot off early to pick the kids up for any reason then you know nine times out of ten i can do that but i just like to feel free and like to feel the freedom and uh, i've been an employee for longer than when i was self-employed and uh, i still miss it yeah i don't blame you i mean the thing is this is something I try and talk to people quite a lot about. I mean, when you get that feeling, I think it's important to think that you can do things. Um, you obviously can't just go out and do just any old thing. But, you know, it's something, I don't want to turn this into a men versus women thing, but it's something, it, I think a sad thing about being a man, particularly if you start to have kids and stuff, is we don't get the maternity leave. So I know we get paternity leave all sort of two weeks of it, um, but we don't get those spells off and we miss quite a lot. And I think we get to an age where it gets a bit much. I mean, I'm... I'm coming up to my mid forties now and I started my first business, which was, I, I did start out fully self-employed. I literally just started out with a van. Um, that's a long story. That one, I didn't even start out to do removals. It just kind of happened that way. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I just started out to be self-employed. So I was, I would have been my mid thirties then, you know, or early thirties, early to mid thirties. So, you know, time doesn't have an age, doesn't have to be a restriction. I think the only thing you've got to be careful of is either having a partner who can help you with bills and security and finances and things like that, or having yourself secure to be able to take the ch chance and do it. Um, but yeah, you know, it is something that I think is important for health because I know better than anyone once, like listen to what you've just said, I know once that gets in there, it's hard to get it out. It definitely um, is, yeah, yeah. You know, I know my last job before, so I'm not going to say what it was because that's not fair on the employer, but um, the company I work for, I remember I was going in for a meeting one day and I was putting my uniform on and my wife said to me, she wasn't my wife at the time, she said, are you okay? You don't look happy at all. I was like, just putting this uniform on literally, literally makes me feel down. And she said, well, and she had a job at the time um, and it was before we went, we only had my daughter at the time. And she said, well, just quit, just quit. You know, and I, it wasn't in me to do that. I never wanted to be a dad, a guy that relied on my partner or anything like that. But I suppose that's where... I've never thought of it until I've just said this. I may maybe deep down a part of that is where I started becoming more mindful of of your mind mindfulness and positivity and just and doing things, you know, because just the relief I felt driving to work that day, knowing 
that I was about to hand my notice in. You know, it was scary not knowing what I was doing. Um, and that's why the van thing is an easy option, just get a van. So I'm not saying to everyone just get a van, but, it, you know, it worked at the time. Um, and that's what I'd done. You know, I, I used to be a carpet fitter, so that's the long part of the story. I thought, I'll buy a van, I'll fit some carpets here and there. I've got some contacts. Um, I'd even messaged old guys I used to work with that said they can give me the odd day here and there. So I, I knew that I, if I had a van, I could instantly start doing something. Um, and then funny enough, a little bit of luck is just one of the neighbours knocked on my door that day and said, oh, we've noticed you've got a van. Is that yours? And I said, yeah, I, I, I bought it today. And they said, well, um, I think it was their son-in-law. I think the son-in-law had a load of rubbish that he wanted to get rid of. And they asked if I'd be prepared to give a price. So I did. I went around and gave a price and got the job. And that's my first job with that van. I hadn't even done a carpet at this point. Um, and oddly enough, he was getting rid of stuff because he was about to move. So then it turned into, well, how much would you charge to move me? And, you know, I gave a price for just myself in the van and him helping me as well. And kind of just went through that, really. Um, went through three months of being really excited to get a £20 armchair pickup or delivery and just somehow seemed to go into the world of removals. And then it was more vehicles, bigger vehicles and went like that. Um, but I think that's a message to people out there. If you want it enough you can go for it but it's more about if you need to make a change you do need to make a change yeah it's uh, it's funny how, how, how things can pan out and how things can work isn't it it's um i do i do think there's something in that age that you talk about sort of 30 to mid 30s is but maybe it coincides with starting a family and having children your responsibilities change um that's that's the age I'm at at the moment so maybe there's something in that in thinking about how I would want to be more free in terms of being able to be available for the children if I need to be and work around that still working and still earning I've still got bills to pay yeah but obviously something that's a bit more flexible maybe and I say that and I'm in quite a flexible job to be honest but there's still that feeling of having to be somewhere between nine and five monday to friday and be accessible and accountable but yeah and this is again it's something kind of sticking on that subject there's something else you know i've just clicked with what you've said as well is i think that the world is going to change with this because covid has changed things and now there is more co-parenting going on people are working from home um you know i think companies are eventually going to not all of them, of course, but I think some companies might long term start coming away from the nine to fives and being more about doing eight hours um yeah i don't know that for a fact but um i can see it might be something going forward because you're going to get you're going to get better productivity and happier staff um you know so i don't so who knows who knows it's just a difficult time but like you say i think it's the age thing I, I got to a certain age where i felt i needed to change and you know with this shop thing that, that again there is a part of me that's almost feeling Again, that's I'm, I'm about to set myself back into that, but that, but from a business point of view, that wouldn't be my long term goal to be there all the time. I've seen on social media a few times that you talk quite a lot about uh, mental health and positivity, and is it men's mental health in particular, or just your own journey? Um, yeah, this is where I'd always rather be honest because I think I do think some people jump on the mental health thing as a way to boost themselves. Um, not everyone, of course, and I don't think that's to I don't think that's necessarily bad because mental health is such a big thing that people need help. Um, but yeah, I'd rather be honest in that my journey is probably a selfish one in a way, but I like to share it because I find it helps. So, you know, if it helps someone else, 
then then it's done something. I'm not too ashamed to admit that I find things hard at times and I've had struggles. And, you know, my wife and I have been through very difficult things the last few years. I don't want to go into too much of it just because I know she might listen to this and it's, it's harder for her. But, you know, we, we lost a baby in very difficult circumstances. It wasn't simple. It wasn't and it was anything but a miscarriage. Um, you know, and I've even got a letter written to her in Norse on my chest. It's, we, we very much keep the thought of her in our house. Yeah. But yeah, that 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 changed a lot in that changed me a lot um, inside in my mind, and just progressed me. I kind of almost made a promise to her and myself, you know, that to go on and be better and to make it something that could do good for myself and the family, so it wasn't a waste, and it wasn't just a negative. And I think that's what it's about, really. And that's so when I try to help with mental health, I, I try to be, I try to help people more with the. Because this is the other thing, you know, we, there's a lot, there's lots of famous people that really push the men's mental health. But it's quite easy to do it when you've got lots of money and you can have everything you want. And, you know, because sadly, we do live in a world now where money doesn't buy happiness, but it certainly contributes heavily towards it. You know, so I think you've got to be very careful who you do follow and what you do do with mental health. And, you know, for me personally, it's been about diet has been a massive part what I eat, you know, I still eat foods I enjoy. I had a KFC yesterday. I still eat chocolate and everything else, but for the most part, I eat healthier food, you know, which I try to encourage people to do. I find that that helps me sleep better because um, I used to struggle with sleep for years and, you know, a mixture of the healthy food, the sleep gives me more energy to do exercise, which I find exercise is a really good way of clearing my mind and clearing my health. Um, but I also get that not everyone can do that. People have got health issues and other things that restrict that. So it isn't just that. I also try to push the importance of doing things that you enjoy. You know, I think particularly with dads. So I relate more to dads. My mental health, I would help a dad. If a, if a, if a, if a lady was to come up to me and message me and say, look, I like what you do. Can you give me advice? I'm not going to say, no, if you're not a dad. You know, it's not about that. But it's just because I'm focusing on myself, it just indirectly relates more to dads because I'm a dad. And that's a big drive of what I'm doing yeah. to help myself. Um, but yeah, so I think it almost sounds selfish, this one. But I'm a very big believer in that you have to be happy to be able to remotely make someone else happy or other people happy. You know, it comes back to an old quote. I think there was an old memory from Will Smith years ago, which I don't I don't think it was actually him that done it. We didn't word it how it came out that said it's not your job to make someone else happy it's your job to make you happy, which I tend to agree. I don't think that was worded completely right. I think it is your job to make other people happy. You, sh you should try and make your children and your wife or your husband and your friends happy. Um, but I think what that, how I read that quote is you can't give happiness to anyone else if you haven't got any yourself. And it's not about being selfish, but it's the little things. You know, to me, that hour a day in the gym is vitally important to me. If I don't get it, I start to get down. Things start to build up. I start to feel guilty. I start to feel like I'm breaking this promise. So, you know, that, that that's an important thing. The odd cigar, just the odd night of having a nice whiskey. You know, I don't, I don't, I, I always joke about my cabinet. It is a nice display there, but I'm really not one of these people. I don't drink daily. I will regularly go a month without touching a drop of alcohol. Um, but I'll also just as regularly make up for lost time. <laughs> when, I do, when I do have a drink. Can be a bit of a bit true. but it, it, it's, it's just about doing those things you enjoy and you know cigars a big one for me just taking an hour out of your time it helps with my breathing it helps to calm me down i'm in the garden i'm listening to the birds just everything's quiet and peaceful and 
I get a bit of me time and that's not going to be for everyone, but whatever your whatever it is that you do enjoy, I, I, I do think people, have, I think that's something that's very important. Yeah. And you, you're absolutely right with the, there's, you know, I'm not, not having a go at anyone or anything, but there's a lot of people on social media that will post things about mental health and, almost tell people exactly what they should be doing and how they should be doing it and it's not always let's say it's not always the best advice not that um, black and white, is it because everyone's got a different scenario it's yeah yeah i think there are certain there's probably a certain formula and a guideline that you could that everyone could try and follow and then adapt it to make it their own and they would be somewhere on their way to feeling okay but i mean there's varying degrees of mental health in the first place isn't there there's people that are really struggling and really in a crisis of mental health there are yeah, other people that feel down and sad from day to day and can yeah, can bring themselves out of it that's exactly it you know I've, I've i've had troubles in the past i've got a lot of demons and you know i think i've got reasons to be on the positive journey i'm not saying that other people haven't and some people have got far bigger reasons than i have but that could also relate to they've got a far bigger hill to climb than i have or that i had you know, so this is, I see it a lot with what I do with work, particularly beard manners. I'm not media heavy at all with the removals business because there's absolutely no need to be. Beard manners is my kind of passion. And that's that's another thing. I'll, I'll try and get to that if we get a chance as to why I started beard manners because that's a lot to do with my mental health as well. Something of following my heart. We're coming, um, we're coming on to that next. So, <laughs> you know, um, but that was something I found. But I see, I see quite a lot. It's very regularly I'll post something positive, and it's something that's happened on the whim. Nine times out of ten, I'm a bit hot and sweaty on the videos. You've probably seen it yourself. They're not my positive ones. Are clearly never time. They're always when I'm just pulled up somewhere in the car, or <laughs> they've just come into my mind. And I'll always see certain. There'll always be other companies. I'm not going to name anyone, but within hours of me doing it, they start posting positive stuff. And just in the greatest respect, you can tell that they're kind of doing it. I think they're trying to help, but I don't think they can relate. And I think that's where maybe I hope I'm coming across well is I have been through stuff I can relate. And it's just that honesty of it's nothing to do with work. I've never tried to get any game. I'm not going to bring out any books. It's just purely putting it into a chat, trying to put some advice out there. If it can help people, it can help people. But you're right. It's those. There are. I mean, I, I feel the basics are diet and sleep and things like that, because your mind's going to be in a dark place, sleep deprivation, food deprivation. Your body's not going to run well. It's easier said than done, I know, but I think they're very basic things that they're never going to hurt anyone who's negative or feeling down. They're only going to help you. They might not help you much. They might not get the demons out, but they're a step in the right direction. I think in most cases, I think the one thing I could say that would help almost anyone, almost anyone, of course, it depends on the circumstances, is um, finding yourself and loving yourself, liking yourself, um, regardless of whether you've got children or not, because then you've got a reason to do things and to do better and to improve. And I think that's why I like to call it, like I say, a positive journey, because I always refer to myself as a journey, because you're constantly learning, growing, finding things. Um, that's what I would probably start with, with most cases, if I could. If anyone that's listening or watching that really is struggling, is that that's the sort of basic I think is vitally important, because... If you're not feeling yourself, as in if you're literally not feeling into yourself, doesn't matter what I say, it doesn't matter what a therapist says, it's going to go in there and out there. 
you're just not going to listen unless you're in a place where you're ready and you want to mend yourself. Yeah. You know, I think some, one sentence I use quite a lot actually is, um, it's okay to not be okay because it really is okay to not be okay, but it's equally as okay to want to fix yourself. Yeah, you know, and that's something I try to stick with. Yeah, and and just going back to something you said about your journey or your message might be a selfish one because it's your story and that's where it comes from. It's very similar to me and my story and where the podcast comes from because it's it's it stems from being sat on a maternity ward or a labour ward or wherever we were with our first child and sat there thinking there's all these women around here there's not many dads about and there's nothing on this wall of full of posters that says anything about a dad yeah and that was back in 2016 it wasn't even that long ago but that wasn't when i started the podcast i started a bit later but it, that's where it started i started thinking about things and then i just thought i haven't got all the answers i'm not going to sit here claim to be something i'm not and say i'm a a, a psychiatrist or psychologist i i was a mental health support worker for six years six and a half years i saw a lot of people in that time that were struggling with the mental health in varying degrees i i, I did a few training courses i gained some qualifications but i'm not an expert and i'm not going to claim to sit here and be able to tell anybody exactly how it should be but if we sat here and have this conversation and somebody listens to it they might take something away from it that they could try that just helps them and that's the best we can do and the more conversations i have with different people different examples different circumstances the more chance we've got of, of more people being able to hear something that resonates with them yeah and well said i can that's very well that is really well said i could i very much agree and it's exactly what i try to do i don't try and tell or advise people things that are wrong i don't try and tell people what to do it's just trying to get across what I do, if you want to watch that and if you think that's worth a try and it's helped, all it's taken for me is a tiny bit of time. And if one person has gained something from it, then it is worth every bit of that time. And, you know, and I'm, I'm very much a person that values time well above money. Um, but that is what it's about. You know, I'm, I've been in it. And you're right, you know, I work quite a lot of my physical shape. As men, we're, we're physically dominating on the planet and again i don't mean that literally i'm not trying to i'm not doing men versus women that's not what i'm doing at all but um you know we are physically the dominant sexuality on this planet um but there's lots of things that happen that make us feel very weak and i know there are for women and women have their own things as well but you are right i mean we've recently had a baby in hospitals are like that i've got a dad i'm a dad of a child that i don't live with and you know it's not the mums that make us feel so small as parents it's society is the problem it's not women i think a lot of women get quite defensive and you know and rightfully so because they have to see all this stuff but in my experience it's not my ex it's not my wife it's it is society you know it is when you walk into a hospital and you're reminded that you don't matter too much in covid we weren't allowed to be there i get it to a degree but you know there are moments we're never going to get back we get weeks paternity leave if you're employed yeah. um you know if you're self-employed and trying to provide for your family then you don't and we just don't get much, um, you know, and God forbid you're one of the dads out there that is going through a difficult fight. It, 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 there's no such thing as an easy fight for a dad when it comes to a child. It would take absolute extreme circumstances for a dad to have any kind of advantage, um, whereas it doesn't work that way the other way around. But again, 
I'm no, I'm pretty certain women listen to this isn't a dig at women in the slightest. It really isn't because I don't find that the women are doing it. I think it is society and old-fashioned rules and ways. Definitely that. I um, I did a podcast not too long ago. I was a guest on um, Swan Effect podcast. Is a is a mom who does a podcast um, about parenting, and we talked about something very similar. Is I think from starting this and doing social media and, and, and coming across a lot of people that are interested in this kind of topic, men and women, I think there is a community and there are people that have changed their thinking towards how dads fit into the picture and what is expected of dads in their role now. But still society hasn't quite caught up with it, The not society, but the, the what's the word? Hard to pinpoint what it is. It's almost. I think it is almost. Um, even I can't think of the word now. It's. It's just gone. It's just been this way. I think for so long, dads went to work. They earned the money. They came home to a cooked meal, and you know that was kind of their life. They were a little bit strict with the kids, but they were loved by them because you know they were never there. Um, I think we've just struggled to move on. You That's, know, women's yeah. rights have very rightfully caught up with that. That that is. Then I mean that that is right. But I think the, the dad side of things has kind of been left behind a little bit. Um, Not quite caught up yet. And obviously the country runs by people working and somebody's got to work if the dad wants to have maternity leave off. Someone's got to work still. So I think they just, things haven't quite caught up yet. With, uh... No, they haven't. And I'll tell you, I'm going to give you a really good example of this because this isn't something that's horrific and it might sound petty to some, but it's something that I've never been able to get out of my head. When my wife and I got married, I went into my daughter's school, who I've always had a good relationship with the school. I've always been involved. I've always known at the time I was a joint custody dad. There's technically no such term. I obviously paid my maintenance and whatnot because she needed a residential address. But I had her for roughly half the time. Um, and we had a good setup and a good relationship with all of us involved. But I went into the school and I asked if my daughter could have the Friday off so this is um, little school now. This isn't senior school. She didn't have exams, 11 plus, nothing like that. And um, I asked if she could have the Friday off. This was about five months in advance for my wife's and I, my wedding. Now, the lady at the school said, we can't authorise that. And I said, well, well, how come? You know, I'll pay the fine. I'll do whatever. I, I, but she needs to be off. It's our wedding day. And they called someone else down. I don't know if it's a head of year or a headmistress, but it's someone of seniority in the school um i think it might have been someone to do with relations or something like that having said that um and they said that she could have it off it wasn't the request that was the issue it was who was asking oh, i right. needed her mum to ask for her to have the day off okay so i turned around and said look that sounds a bit odd i said so i know her mum is getting married soon as well does she need to ask my permission oh no mr morris no, that's fine. She can, she can just book it off. That hurt. That hurt quite a lot. You know, I have to go to my ex-wife to ask if she can ask my daughter to have a day off for my wedding, but yet she doesn't have to do the same thing. And it's the other little things, like there's been times I've taken my oldest to the doctors and then I find up for a result and can't get it. You know, so that's where, again, I want it to be really well documented here that it isn't women that caused the problem. It is the behind the scenes stuff, the old fashioned stuff that just make us, it re, we're just reminded very regularly that we don't mean to, don't hope this can be okay to say on here. It's almost, I, I sometimes feel like I'm almost to society, a, a walking sperm donor. It's what it kind of feels like. 
Okay. You, yeah, can not with my... you can say that on the podcast. That's <laughs> <Yeah>. fine. <laughs> I also don't want it to sound like I'm ranting about it. It's just something that I think, again, I don't. I, I see all my kids. I've got to say that. I've got no reason to be saying negative stuff about any of the mums or anything else. But again, it's just I know there's dads out there that don't have what I've got, and it probably is ridiculously frustrating. But, I mean, one other thing I will say, because I feel it's important to stick up for women as well and society, is that, unfortunately, there's a big majority of dads that don't help us. Yeah, that's the other thing that I think a lot of us feel a lot of us feel sorry for ourselves at times as individuals. But there is a lot of guys out there that don't really deserve the title of dad or father. And they're the ones that are really holding this back as well. Yeah, that's, you know, it's the case in a wider society with you look at recent events last summer in the football and there's a certain particular part of the crowd that are well behaved and doing okay, And then there's another crowd that are just causing mayhem and, and that's all what gets all the headlines and that's the reason why we'll probably never be able to host a major tournament in this country for example um the the uh the the bad eggs and tend to give the rest a bad name and they're the ones that get the most attention aren't they but well it's, yeah um, there's it, a race i think we like to sort of punish the negative opposed to reward the positive a lot um yeah it's uh it's a bit of a societal thing, but a political thing with the old traditions and ways of things have always been, and that's how they should always be. And just, I think we just need to rethink it and catch up a bit. I think that would be a really big step in the right direction. You know, dad's being allowed to have a little bit more time off for the birth of a child, um, being able to be a bit more involved with certain things. Um, you know, it'd be hard to manage to dictate how what dads can and can't do that as well. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's a hard one. It, it's one of these things, it needs to change. I just unfortunately don't see it ever really changing. Maybe not for a while. <laughs> no, I just, it's just that, it's a sad comment to be making, I know, but it's just when I'm, I'm quite a logical thinker, I, I overthink quite a lot of it in kind of a good way. Um, I just don't see how it would begin and what they would do to initiate that change. But hopefully, but listen, I'm not a politician. <laughs> I don't make those decisions. There might be someone somewhere who's got a good idea going forward. And the reason I moved furniture around for so long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll leave it to the, the big thinkers. Yeah. We won't call them experts because. <laughs> no, let's not do that. <laughs> yeah. They don't deserve that title. But yeah, we'll leave it to the others to decide. But yeah. So ho- ho- but yeah, hopefully some things can, hopefully that can change going forward. Yeah. Thank you for listening to Talking Dad UK. You can keep updated on all things dad by checking out our website, www.talkingdaduk.com. Also launching the new Patreon page where you can join the paid tier Talking Dads Club. It's £3 a month. It helps offset some of the costs of podcasting and ensures that we can keep this ongoing resource library available for all. All the links will be in the show notes. Thanks for listening. On back to the episode. So tell me about beard manners and where that all begins and kind of where you're at at the moment. I know we've touched a little bit on it already. Yeah, so um, again, my, my my first business has been going a little over 10 years. It's almost got um, consistently, um, what's the word for this, consistently relaxed. Um, the challenge isn't quite there. There's challenge there for growth if I want to do that, but in honesty, I don't want to do that. Um, you know, I've got a small amount of staff and, you know, we do everything the right way, but I don't want those big pressures of big vehicles and big staffing lists and, 
you know, and plus it, it, you know, I kind of loved the, I lost the love for that industry. Um, you know, my current staff are fantastic. They're doing such a good job. I'm really proud of them. Um, they're really holding the fort. They're great. I've got no issues with them whatsoever. I, you know, I love the company. It's named after my kids. It's helped me get to where I am. It's taught me so much. But yeah, the industry is, I've kind of lost a love for. Um, I haven't got any intentions of getting out of it. But I just felt like it had got all samey, samey and got boring for me. So, you know, before we lost our baby, I had in my mind that I wanted to do something else. So I'm one of these. I don't speak to people about things, even my wife, until I'm kind of ready to do it. Um, I definitely wouldn't do it without speaking to my wife because, you know, she's a very good balancing figure for me in my head. And she always gives good ideas. She's very... She's a very professional worker herself and gives a lot of good insight. But, you know, I, I think of my ideas first and then I'll pitch to her what I'm thinking about doing rather than just do a, oh, well, I might do this. And then it never comes to anything. It never comes to like, you know. So anyway, um, so I'm just going to shut my window because I can just hit the neighbours. <clears throat> so, yeah, so I, I was thinking of a couple of little business ideas. Um, going back to starting the first business, I started that because the logic was, you get one house moving, you could arguably earn a week's worth of bills, modest bills. Um, you do a job, say, for example, just for example, um, oven clean, cleaning. You can clean an oven for, I'd imagine, 50, 40, 50 pounds a time at this moment in time. Um, you'd have to do 10 of those to match up to the turnover of one removal. Obviously, you've got the more expensive removals, but it was about getting bigger jobs in and less of them. So a less scary move, um, whereas beard managers the complete opposite. So you sell things for sort of between six to 30, 40 pounds. So it's the complete opposite to what I've just said. But at that moment in time, that, that, that's where I was ready to go. So anyway, so the two businesses I was looking at was one that was a bit like, um, and I'm not going to mention, I'm definitely not going to mention that because it might come to life later on. Okay. Um, that would have been a bit more of a brain move because I think it would have been less of a risk and it's uh, it's not as saturated as beard as the beard industry is. And beard manners, it wasn't called beard manners then. It didn't even have a name then. But that was one where I thought, you know what, that would be difficult because there's lots of them out there already. Um, where do you even begin? Some of them are absolutely huge, and they're all over the market. And I was really umming and ahhing about it. And then when we lost our daughter, there was a time because, you know, again, I, I, I might just, I don't want to be careful because my wife will hear this, but we got to see her and hold her, um, my daughter. And that was when kind of I made these quiet promises to her. And I promised with this thing, you know, because I knew it's something I was going to do. It's something I needed. And it's about this promise of making myself better. I, be, I began to get irritable at home, I think, because my job was just getting to me a little bit. So I agreed to follow my heart and I promised to follow my heart. And that's kind of what happened, really. Um, I said I was going to give myself the rest of that year to get myself right and be as OK as I could. And my New Year's resolution was to get New Year's out of the way and then just go for it, no matter what I was doing, no matter how I was feeling, to just go for it and do it, which is what I did. If you look at our page, you can see that it was last January when we started posting coming soon, um, posting little snippets of things. And then the store actually launched for people to purchase from in early March. Um, but yeah, that's what, so that's what that was really. It was a promise to follow my heart opposed to my head, which is part of the reason I'm so passionate about it. I love the bearded community. It got me through 
a lot of what I went through. I've got to say that, you know, sorry, if, no, sorry for people that aren't bearded because, you know, they're, they're all welcome in the beard. You don't have to have a beard to be in the beard community. I want to get out of there. But yeah, you know, I had, I had complete strangers when I was announcing things in groups and having the bravery to admit what was happening to me because it was to people that wouldn't judge. I was the first time I ever said what I was going through. Within minutes, my inbox was like ping, 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 ping. And it's people saying, here's my number. Call me, message me. I can come and meet you now for a beer. And it's all these big tattooed bearded guys. And I was like, wow, that's that in itself is heartwarming. I've not met a single one of them. And so many of these people are prepared to drop everything and just take a phone call to talk and help. And I've never seen anything other than that in this community. You know, to this day, I try to help. But when I see people in my beer managers groups come on and say, look, I'm struggling, this has happened instantly, like everyone's saying, give me a call, bro. Let's get this meet up. Let's have a chat. So so that, so that, all these things were pushing me towards following my heart of beard manners. And then again, and the other big push to it is that promise. Um, I haven't, I, I don't feel pressure to make it work because I've got another business that provides. I'd like to make this as big as I can because I'm passionate about it. But the biggest thing is I'm doing something that I really enjoy. This right here, right now, would not have come up if it wasn't for me starting Beard Manners. You know, so there's a lot of that, a lot of people I've met, a lot of things I'm doing. Um, me now to get myself out into media, getting the bravery to get behind a camera. I'd have never been doing any of this without, without what I do now. So every single day is a reminder of why I love it and why I'm so passionate and what it does for me. So that is kind of the most honest I can be about how Beard Manners is and probably why, in a non-boastful way, but why we're doing so well in a fluctuate, in a, in a full industry, um, you know, and, and doing what we are. So I think we're just being very honest. It's full of passion, doing everything the right way. And I want it to be superb because it's promised to a very special someone and I'm not going to be cutting corners and doing things, you know. So that's, yeah, that's, that's as honest as I can possibly be about Beard Manners. Yeah, without giving away any trade secrets or anything, is it a difficult process to start getting into? Have you got to speak to certain authorities to, to you know what I mean? To, so it, so yeah. your product's going to be good and stuff that's going to be healthy for you and not just uh, mass-produced rubbish that gets shipped well, over. <laughs> I'm not going to get into that, but yeah, I don't think it has to be that good, to be honest. Okay. <laughs> it doesn't have to be. Um, but, you know, it, look, I, I know a lot of companies that do fantastic products. I, I, I'm... I swear by mine, I'm very passionate about my beard. It means a lot to me. I've always, even before what happened, my beard's always been like a limb. Um, I always say to people, I'd rather lose every tattoo than my beard. My okay. beard, I can grow back. My tattoos, I can't. Um, I'd hate to lose it right now. I literally have nightmares at times if I've trimmed it too far back or something. It's, it's ridiculous. But yeah, so um, yeah, it, it, generally, it generally is absolutely superb for mine. It gives me the best feel I've ever got. I, I, I looked a lot into different ingredients some of which are ridiculously expensive, some of which are cheaper and cheerful. But what I tried to do was buy different products, try things I liked, try to find common links between them all. And then I'd note things down, I'd try a few things. So it took me a long time to get going with this. Um, little things I think have helped me. It's like, like a lot, not a lot of people know this, but there's some, there's some of the um, more renowned reviewers have noticed this in the early days. I use two thin oils, two medium and two thick. So that makes them mix incredibly well. And you get that really nice consistency of a slightly sort of medium between a medium to 
light, heavy mix. Nothing too sticky, but it soaks in well when you put it in. Like you've seen me stroking my beard and you can see my hands aren't looking shiny and greasy. And I literally, I obviously would have just put stuff in my beard before doing this. Um, <laughs> no, I've, I've even got it sitting there. So, so yeah, so that side of it, not maybe not so much. If you want to do well, I'd argue you've got to do a good product. I just think that's just for yourself, you, you know, just for your own satisfaction and your self-worth, just research and do something decent. But yeah, you're right. Things, the hardest bit, the hardest things about this were, yeah, the legalities, you, you've got to have CPSRs, um, cosmetic safety reports, um, you've got to log things on government sites and things like that certain insurances then there's the um stocking of things like buying in bulk can be expensive if you're not buying from the right place and if you're not buying enough stock you know if you're just buying 100 bottles here and there they're going to be almost double the price that buying a thousand upwards are going to be same with stickers and everything else um yeah, so I think the startup costs were probably more than I thought they were going to be, but I was prepared for that anyway. But again, that's each to their own. You could speak to a lot of other beard brand owners, I'm sure it will say the same. I mean, we didn't plan, we if we get a lot of sarky comments, but in a banter way about how many products we've got out early on. But when you look at our, to start with, we came out with four. We just had four cents in oils and in balms. But just we added stuff really quickly just because we hit the ground running. Um, but yeah, so. That's what I'd say the hardest thing is, is like you've said, it's, it's the, the process behind it. It's not the cheapest thing in the world to start if you want to hit the ground running and go. And it's not going to be the quickest reward for money unless you're incredibly good at media and marketing because they're cheap products. Inter very interesting. Um, I've got a bit of a beard myself, but not nowhere near the length of yours and and. and... They all count, mate. They're all the same. Healthy, <laughs> healthy beards are good beards, not big ones. To be honest, I am always in like a kind of situation where I'm either between this and trying to grow something that looks a bit more like yours, a bit more substantial. And I always get a bit panicky when it gets to the scruffy stage. That's my thing. And I, and, I, and then I knock it back a bit and then I wish I just carried on growing it. And <laughs> No, you're, you're right. I mean, I get we recently took the kids away to Haven for the weekend, just a last minute thing, and my beard got a huge amount of attention. <laughs> it, it does get quite a lot of attention. But there was a guy with a beard at the bar, and I kept seeing him looking. And on our last night, he said, I've got to ask in case you're going tonight. He's like, How long did that take to grow? And I think everyone always expects me to be like, Oh, we're two years. And I was like, Well, about eight. <laughs> um, but it's because, like you've just said, I kept mine at that nice, manageable stage for ages literally six years because every time i tried to go out longer it got to that stage where it started to curl out it started to itch it started to go in but you know that's back then i was very naive to products there's lots of ways around that my i would say to most people if you're prepared to have two months of a scruffy beard that does what it wants as long as you're using the right stuff and get, avoiding the itchy side and keeping the beard healthy within within a within a month two months tops that will start to fall out um you know, so most of the time around, a good time, in my opinion, is probably between sort of September and December, if you're going to grow a beard out, because the weather's starting to cool, you've got more of it used to be growing one, you're not out and about quite as much. Um, so you can tolerate having that scruffy beard. I mean, like today, I've not put much, because it's so hot, I have, I've not, I've, I've generally not even brushed mine just now. I've literally got out the shower, put stuff in it just to keep it healthy. I'm not sort of putting it through a lot with this heat. But yeah, no, if you, get to, if you can get through that stage, then you'll get there.
that you a lot of people do exactly what you said i get this a lot when people message me it's just that stage of when it's nice and sort of molded around your face to when it starts to come away there's pictures of me that people can see if they go on my media um my beard looked awful when i first started beard manners no it didn't look it looked healthy but when i first started beard manners when i first started to grow it past the stage that you said yeah and then it just done what it wanted <laughs> it just done what it wanted for a little while and now bless it, it it's behaved it's, it's listened to its training a little bit and it's um, i have got a wild man beard so it does kind of still do what it wants to a degree but um yeah but what it does now i think what, what happens with it now you see is the weight pulls it down what well, i don't feel heavy and <laughs> if i was to trim this now to about this length what you'd find is it would probably just go straight back to going all over the place well maybe next time we speak i'll I'll have something a bit more substantial. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. But like I've said, I do mean that, that as well. Because I, I know a lot of people can't grow big beards. And it's, you know, listen, that's, that's something I'm, I'm going to put this on here because this is something that irks me a little bit. These dermy rollers and tablets and things, nothing like that works. It's genetic. It's purely genetics. I'm lucky I can grow a big beard. But I say to everyone, you know, my ambassadors are like this. We're all like this. No, I don't. It's not about big beards. It is about healthy beards. A beard that looks good. Is, is the best beard not just a big one so look after it treat it well and the other thing is just just love what you can have you know that's the, the, what i like about the about looking at different beards is they're so unique you know you've got people that curl their tashes you've got people that have slightly patchy beards but can do stuff with it you've got people that shave this bit down the chin you know you can do whatever you want with it and make it unique and i i, I think that in most cases a beard normally ends up ironically kind of molding your personality to a degree yeah i'm big and loud <laughs> <laughs> there you go <laughs> i think if you if you tell us where we can find beard, beard manners and we can uh check out your products and then if we could finish off just by talking about your little office setup you've got there and a couple of them whiskies you've got in the shelf and then yeah of course <laughs> So to find us, we are we're pretty much everywhere on media. Um, you know, we're, we're on Bing, we're on Google, we're on LinkedIn, we're on Twitter, Instagram. Um, Instagram is Beard Manners under sorry at Beard underscore Manners. Facebook is just at Beard Manners. We're on Google. It's a non. It's currently an online store. Um, hopefully that might be changing soon. That that will always be there. The online store. So that's the easiest thing to find us on really is Google. If you go straight to Google and either Google Beard Manners or www.beardmanners.com, that'll take you straight to the store. There's no pressure of anything. There's an about me bit there, which tells my story as to why I grew a beard, which is another long-winded one. But that could be interesting to a lot of dads out there. You know, how, how a beard gave me confidence and helped me to change. Um, and all the products are there and links to all our medias. We're on YouTube. YouTube so this is the other thing you'll find with me is I use my pro my media platforms quite differently to each other. So Facebook's almost the more professional of the three, um, along with LinkedIn. I keep that a bit more simple and business-like. Instagram is a little bit more fun. Um, it's where I don't mind maybe swearing or posting a picture of me doing something a bit more erratic or posting a cigar or alcohol. That's a bit more just that side of me. And then you've got YouTube, which is rarely, I don't, other than your sort of jokey comment, I don't tend to drop much beard manners related on YouTube. YouTube's probably the better place for me when I'm sharing positive thoughts or things to help. I've got videos on, I've got videos on YouTube about things like 
how to help get your beard slightly fuller, um, natural things that will help you get the best out of your beard. You'll never grow a beard where if you've got a patch there where you can't grow it, nothing is going to make that happen. But whatever beard you have got, there's natural things that can help steer you in the direction of getting slightly better beard growth than you already get. Um, lots of videos of tutorials of how to straighten your beard and things like that. But then a lot of it is like I say, positive stuff or just, just stuff about me just talking about whatever I just had in my mind when I dropped the kids off at school, stuff like that. So like I say, my media's are all quite different. Um, but again, we're, we're still very new. We, we're literally just about to come up to 16 months old, I think. So, you know, we are still new, but we're trying to get out there and do things and try and be everywhere, but try and be everywhere at a white, white ray and without looking like we're throwing up all over your screen every time you log onto your computer as well, you know. <laughs> so I can see you sat in what looks to be like quite a, an interesting man cave slash office space is that is it purely a professional office space or is it uh, for pleasure as well um it is kind of, i don't know why i'm hesitating to answer so it is <laughs> it is professional um but my so my aim towards this was um when i wanted to do the home office because this has always been a home office in this house but again when it was removals it was always more a place of oh i've got to go in there again it was just magnolia walls just a brown desk just some paperwork and filing cabinets it was a means to an end and again because this promise i thought i really want to go for this with the first business it's almost like there's a lot of naiveness to it and it's it's almost like I've, it sounds like i've used the first business with this one now because it's taught me things and it's made me more professional with this i've had more knowledge so i found beard manners easier than i would have done 10 years ago because of stuff i've learned with everyone but yeah, so something, one of the big things I learn is if I'm going to do a business that I want to drive forward and I want to love, the foundations have got to be good and I've got to love it. So that's where it came to, well, why don't I just make the office my space? No one ever comes in this room. It's not a selfish thing. The kids can't come in it. It's work. But I should want to be in there. I'm going to be doing videos, recordings, things like that. You know, and even now, if that was just a plain magnolia wall behind me, then... <laughs> I probably wouldn't get invited to YouTubes and interviews as much as I do, to be honest. Um, but yeah, so I wanted to make it something that gave me drive and somewhere I wanted to be. So I went with the idea of, ironically, tattoo grey. I, I generally managed to find tattoo grey paint. Okay, yeah. Um, so that's, that's a good, so if I stood behind, if I stood against the wall, I'd probably half blend in. But it's, yeah, tattoo grey. I've got like um, copper mirrors and a lot of copper around the room. It's hard to show you because I'm on a laptop, but like in front of me, I've got um, nine movie posters of my nine, not necessarily favourite movies, but they're movies that um, if they're on, I won't bypass them. When you know when you're flicking, okay. like, all the jaws has come on. I know I only watched it last night. But I'm gonna watch it. <laughs> um, so they're all my sort of nine movies. I've got some hat, my favourite hats in here. Um, my drinks cabinet I, I'm a bit high maintenance with my alcohol so again I don't drink a lot but I like what I like so I've got some quite nice alcohol I like my crystal glasses I, I use a different glass for different occasions and different drinks and things like that and just loads of, I've got my, my cigar cabinet it's probably one of my favourite things in here my wife bought me that bless her she I keep saying how selfish I am but I tried to buy myself this really cheap cabinet on eBay because I'm not actually that selfish it's more the positive thing I'm not doing it to gain people just doing it to help myself but, um, yeah, she saw me buy this really cheap, nasty cabinet that got damaged on the way as well. Right. And it sounds, it sounds like a like little puppy now. <laughs> and I think she saw, I was really disappointed and I was looking forward to getting it and I was looking at ways to fix it. And I was like, oh, I'll just leave it. And then bless her, 
she saw that and got me that just as a surprise to pick me up. So um, behind every good man is a good woman, guys. So yeah, my cigar cabinet, sir, so I absolutely love that. Um, and some cigar collections there. I've got all my bits and pieces. And then, yeah, again, in the office. So that's pretty much all alcohol. Um, but you can see they're mostly full. I've yeah. Got and some books and a little axe up there and bits and pieces. So, yeah, it's all about surrounding myself with things that I like. And that's where I hesitated because I do a little thing called a midweek cheers. So I'll probably do it after this is where in the middle of the week, I like to get myself a little Glencaran glass and just have one or two because with a Glen, I don't know if you drink whiskey. Um, I do, but I'm, I'm very much an amateur. So, so this is a Glencaran yeah, yeah, yeah. glass. So they're used really for tasting rather than just drinking to have the drink. You get a lot of nose from these. It really helps to taste. taste. So it's a Wednesday thing. Where I'll just have two of those, two literally two singles, and I'll try something random every week just to taste it, really. And um, something else that helps with my mind and something I like is I journal it. Okay. So I journal my whiskies and my cigars and things. So rather than having a really nice one and forgetting, I write it all down and get, get a bit of enjoyment out of it. So yes, yeah, so that's what that's about. And I like to mix it. You know, I'm I'm a mood drinker. So some nights I might be in a mood to say. Maybe one day we can come and speak live. We'll sit. We'll sit in your office or my office, and we'll have a nice whiskey and a cigar. Um, another night, I want to turn the music up, get the lights out, and um, have a few shots of tequila and get in the party mood. You know. So yeah, I'm a, I'm a mood drinker. Yeah, it's uh, it. It looks very much. I've got um. This is as I said, my wife's craft shed, and I get yeah. more use out of it at the moment than she does, and uh, she's got plans of a few little renovations coming up very soon but i've got a garage that i'm going to section the bottom half off and regular listeners to the podcast it still hasn't happened yet i keep going on about it but it will happen um and that that bottom end of the garage is going to be boarded out with a door on it it's going to all be insulated it's going to be my podcast studio slash man cave and it will look similar to that that you're sat in but not quite the same obviously it will be uh, no, so I'm very interested to uh, to see it and, and hear about how you've set it up because that, that, it's a style that I kind of I like as well. And um, yeah, you know, it's just, you, I, it helps me a lot because I, I like being in here. Um, you know, it's quite it's an odd room this because like if I've got the door open, if Cammy, my wife, has got friends around, they'll always sort of come because one of our toilets is there, so they'll always come through and pop in, and everyone comments on it. It's nice because you can't sit in this like to put the light on, but um the shelves are lit up here and I've got yeah. different lighting here, which is all run by my phone. So typically we've got friends around. It's quite, a, sounds very high maintenance of myself. Now. <laughs> this room will normally have a bit of whiskey blues playing in the background. The lights will be on the shelf, but the lights in the room will be off. So it just looks quite cool. It's a mood room. So what you'll sometimes find is, um, unluckily for me, most of my friends aren't whiskey drinkers, but when I do get the occasional one come around, we might come in here for a little bit and have a few drinks and sample a few things and got the right, the mood, the mood in here. So yeah, it, I think that's what it is. I think it's a mood room for me. I do like being in here and I think that's what helps me so much, you know, um, those nights when I'm working late and I've just got my little table lamp on and some nice lights behind me, just a small whiskey and I'm working away. It's a nice place to be and opposed to feeling like it's a chore. Yeah. It's a nice little bit of your own space. And uh, my wife's, constantly trying to move me 
out of the house. <laughs> so. uh-uh. Well, that's the other that's the other side of it. I'm out of the way here. Yeah. You know, God knows how much noise my poor wife is probably getting run ragged right now with the kids. But um, you know, it's separated. I can do my own thing. Yeah. So I, I, I think that's an important thing. Like again, for yourself. And you know, I didn't I didn't plow money into it. I just took my time. You know, I just a lot of I just had my own whiskies. That's very much improved over the last year and a half. Yeah, was. Um, Are there any picks picks of the bunch over there? Your particular favourites or? Um, it really again. I am a mood drinker, so it really varies. My if I out of all of the drinks on there, if someone said to me now you're going to be on a desert island, you can have one for the rest of your life, but you can only have one. It would probably be, which is ironic because I'm more of a Scotchman, but it would probably be the Woodbridge Reserve Double Oaked, um, okay. which is a nice bourbon, which is that one there. I don't think I've had the uh, Double Oaked one. No, not many people have. Well, when I, I love, I, I personally think that the normal Woodbridge is the best pound for pound quality drink out there. I, I think they could charge £10 more a bottle and it would still be worth the money. Yeah, um, right. So for that reason, I never got to try that. And all the reviews I read said that that wasn't that much better for the extra cost. But then I watched a few YouTube reviews from actual whiskey drinkers opposed to John Smith on Amazon. <laughs> and they all said different. So I thought, you know what? I'll treat myself to one and try it. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic. I don't think I could ever go back to normal Woodford's now. Um, but yes, yeah, so that's one of that's definitely up there as one of my one of my favourites. Um, when it comes to having a drink with a cigar, I tend not to have alcohol with cigars. I always think that coffee's good, particularly iced coffee. I like with a cigar. I've recently heard that root beer is really good, so I've actually got okay. one cold root beer sitting in the fridge at the moment, which I'm waiting to have with a cigar. I've heard the vanilla really gets the tones going. Okay. Um, but yeah, out of all the alcohol I've got is the Belveni. Caribbean cask, which is this one here. Very so that's a whiskey that spends the last couple of months of its life in a rum cask. Oh, nice. So to, to, to the nose, you can see how I like that, because that's probably a lot more empty than the other one. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's almost got that sort of sweet um, sherry type rum stroke note to it. Um, if I'm feeling brave, the Ardbeg, which is an Isla. For people that don't know whiskies, that means it's ridiculously peaty. And this one, this one's often referred to as um, Seagull's Armpit or Mermaid's Purse. So that gives you an idea. <laughs> That's the most flavoursome whisky I've personally ever had. It's incredibly strong. Is it? be to everyone's liking um it separates the men from the boys a little bit don't mean to say that but it does um but yeah that, there's so much going on with that that it's kind of hard not to enjoy isla's a, a one i haven't ventured too far into yet but it's uh, it's on the list to, to to make an attempt into it um i went on a stag do recently a few weeks back and uh lad that was organizing it just said if you've got any spare stuff in knocking about in your cupboards bring it with you and i had some some smoky stuff I, I got a few Christmases back that I'm not yeah. that much of a fan of. So I took that and got got rid of it, basically. And uh, one of my friends brought Laphroaig. And, um, That's a nice one. It's one that I've really been wanting to try, but 
it wasn't quite the stag do for it for sitting and sipping and tasting so i, I didn't go near it i just said uh, you know we'll try that another day like it was it was more beers and playing beer pong we were doing so it wasn't really the time <laughs> well that's the thing and that, 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 that's why none of my whiskies are kind of that much that empty because like i said my favorite thing is just little wednesday thing i do where i'll have a couple of shots or it's a couple of singles to get the taste and enjoy it um as much as i love whiskey it takes someone very special to be able to get drunk on it um, and, and not be a bit of a moron in all honesty. Definitely, yeah. Not pass yeah. out, one of the two. It's not an easy drink to be a good drunk on. Um, so, yeah, I don't drink it like that. I, for years, I probably did, but now I I, it's, I wouldn't get drunk on whiskey nowadays. Um, I know my, my wife's cousin and her husband came over from the States a couple of weeks ago, and, and Ben, he's a whiskey drinker, so when he came around, we had a couple... And it was nice. We just watched the boxing. We'd had a couple of beers and we were just drinking them, you know, from these. We were swirling it, sniffing it, talking about it. Yeah. Without drinking it to get drunk. And that's that to me is what whiskey should be about. I think if you show whiskey a bit of respect, you're going to enjoy it more as a drink. And, you know, like the smoky things. I wish someone told me this years ago because I threw away so many smoky whiskeys I didn't like. If it's a bit smoky, just put a tiny bit of water with it. Just to calm it down a bit. bit. Yeah. Or one or two ice cubes. Let them melt a tiny bit and what they'll do is they'll take that it's, it's referred to as peat they'll get rid of that peatiness they'll dull it down but you'll keep the flavors they won't be quite as prominent so if you've got a smoky one you're not enjoying just put a little bit of water a couple of ice cubes in no harm in that at all just don't mix it with coke um <laughs> yeah and that'll and that'll work and then yeah like i say if i'm drinking more to enjoy my drink um i'm a huge tequila fan but Right. Proper tequilas, not yeah, the yeah. stuff with the sombrero on the top. Um, <laughs> I really like, I really do like proper tequila. Um, and ironically, that's a good thing. You don't tend to get hangovers on it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's quite a pure drink, so it's good. Uh, and the other one I like is rum. If I'm in a bit of a party mood, then rum is something I'd go to. I do like a nice rum. My brother-in-law's always got a good rum collection, so if we ever go around there, he's always got one or two. He'll uh, he'll he'll just break out and hand me and. <laughs> yeah, no, you, you probably know they're a lot more enjoyable to your mouth and palate, and you know they're they're more for drinking for the sake of it. I think. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to finish off just by touching on a couple of top uh, top summer beard care tips, and then and then I'll let you go. <laughs> yeah, so I, I mean, I'd say for the most part, don't treat your beard too differently just big it's, it's i always look at beard care as like when you're going to a gym don't over push it don't overwork it do it in moderation and be consistent um you know so i'd say with beard care throughout the summer keep it I, i've actually funny enough i have done a thing on um instagram and tiktok with summer beard care so you can have a look on there my five tips so my main tip is going to start with you be keep yourself hydrated that's by far the most important thing for any beard is keep yourself hydrated because it, it stems with everything, your nail growth, your, your health of your teeth, your beard. So keep yourself hydrated. Keep your beard clean. Maybe wash it a little bit more regularly than normal. As a rule, I'd say wash your beard with beard wash or two to three times a week. In this heat, maybe do it a bit more. If it's feeling sticky or if you get stuff in it, keep it clean. Um, keep it hydrated so i would say oil it twice a day put, put some oil in in the morning and oil in the evening always try and get the oil in your fingers and get it into your skin don't 
put oil all in the beard like this because that's where these stains on your white short shirts and things beard oil is mainly for the skin beneath the beard it's about replacing those oils that you might be washing out um so yeah get the oil into the skin massage it in it's fine in the beard but you don't want to waste it all in the beard if you're going out to work um if you're going outdoors if you're going out to events in the morning put your oil on then put some balm on because the balm is going to keep it tame and keep it in place it's more of a styling product keeping your beard tame is going to sort of keep it going in the summer as well and keep it out of everything um and then if you're not doing stuff like that, if you're just at home or working from home i'd say use butter over beard over beard balm because butters just really soak in and nourish the beard and give it that sort of bounce and health and they just carry on working for quite a long time in the evenings Put, a, put oil in a couple of hours before bed and then maybe put butter in an hour or two hours before bed. You can put it in just before bed. It doesn't matter too much. And so you, what you're doing is just keeping moisture in your beard. Uh, in mine, I keep feeling it. I've been doing this whole video and it feels, it, my beard always feels nice and dry. And not sorry, it feels nice and not moist, but it doesn't feel dry. I, I always joke like um, products I used to use, I'd go away in the summer and my beard would go very blonde and get lots of ginger in it, which is nothing wrong with but, um. And it would go very dry, almost like dead grass. Whereas you can't see in this light, I am actually quite tanned because um, I do love the sun, but my beard hasn't lost any colour. And I obviously haven't been covering it up. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's just keeping on top of it, keeping it keeping it moist, keeping product in there. If it's feeling dry, just put a bit more in. With these, not with these hotter days, just keep on top of it and you're going to be fine. Hopefully that helps people out there. <laughs> Yeah, for the for the bearded people or people wanting to grow a beard, that's how you look after it in the summer. <laughs> from thanks for coming on the podcast and sharing your story and making it such an easy conversation. Really, <laughs> no, you're more than welcome. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. Um, I really enjoyed it. I'm Good. sorry that I got distracted heavily by the world's most annoying wasp at the start. <laughs> Brilliant. All right, thanks a lot for your time. Yeah, and you, buddy. Have a good evening and take care. See you later. See you, mate. Thank you. Bye.